The night may be long and the dark may be deep, but the answers are there to be found. Whether it's the normal, the abnormal, or the paranormal, you're in the right place. Let's go Beyond Reality. Good evening, good morning, and welcome. It's Beyond Reality Radio. I'm J.V. Johnson. Thanks for being here with me tonight. Jason is off, but we have a great program for you. I think I say that every night, but it is true every night. Uh, Tonight we're going to be talking with Tanya Richardson. Tanya is an intuitive and an author, and she's got a new book out. It was released in December. It's called Angels Intuition, A Psychic's Guide to the Language of Angels. And we're going to talk about how you can learn to improve your intuition from a professional intuitive. That would be Tanya. In uh, the book Angel Intuition, psychic and angel expert Tanya Carol Richardson, our guest tonight, teaches you about your sixth sense so you can receive more divine guidance and improve every area of your life. And who doesn't want to improve every area of your life? I'd just I'd settle for improving one or two, frankly. But if I could improve them all, even better. Um, tomorrow night's program is a return guest. Uh, Dr. Bruce Solheim will be with us. He is a distinguished professor of history. He's also an author, obviously, because we're going to be talking about his new book. He's a psychic medium as well. His new book is called Timeless Deja Vu, A Paranormal Personal History. And this book provides an additional 31 true personal paranormal stories. That's what his his last book had a bunch of personal uh, stories as well. Um, This book covers topics such as ghosts, telepathy, out-of-body experiences, mediumship, near-death experiences, aliens, premonitions, spirit animals, theories of quantum personal reality, and as the, uh, the title implies also, deja vu. Friday night is a best-of program here on Beyond Reality Radio. And then looking ahead to next week, Monday night we have a special guest with us. Um, I don't know if you remember Joe McQuillan, who was with us, a, I don't know, a week, two weeks ago? week ago. He wrote a book, uh, Searching for Christopher on the Other Side. I think that was the title. And it was about his uh, his journey to reconnect with his son who passed away a couple of years ago. And he had made a comment and recommended that we reach out to a, a gentleman by the name of David Kane, or maybe it was even... I think it was one of our callers that actually made that recommendation, and um, Joe was aware of David's story. Um, David is an, uh, a father and an author, and he wrote a book called Signs from My Son. And his son uh, passed away in the very, very tragic nightclub fire. And if you remember that, um, I think the band Great White was performing, and some of their pyrotechnics caught the club on fire, and people just couldn't get out. It was an unbelievable tragedy and it was in rhode island if i remember correctly and uh, david's son uh, died in that fire and david is going to talk to us monday night uh, about his efforts to contact his son as well Um, i'm really really looking forward to that conversation and then tuesday night uh lyle blackburn who is a uh, well-known figure in paranormal circuits uh, circuits uh, circles (laughs) particularly when it comes to cryptids he's an author and a cryptid research Uh, researcher and he's going to be talking about his new book called momo the strange case of the missouri monster that's tuesday night's program so we have a lot of great stuff coming up next week on beyond reality radio Uh, in the meantime if you take a moment i'd really appreciate if you jump on facebook and go to the beyond reality radio facebook page and give it a like um also swing by my facebook page it's jv johnson you can also find it if you search jvj paranormal um, and uh, give that a like as well. It allows you to keep track of what's going on with the show and what I'm up to. 
Um, and I'll, and swing by the website, beyondrealityradio.com. There you'll not only find the list of radio stations that the program is carried on, but you'll also see the Beyond Reality Radio coffee mug. I'm holding it in my hands right now. Our YouTube friends can see this. Um, and if you want to swing by the YouTube channel, just go uh, to YouTube and search for J.V. Johnson. You'll find it there. We do a live stream of the program, plus a bunch of other stuff happening there as well. So as you can see, we've got a lot going on, and uh, we appreciate you being here. So we'll take a break, and we'll get our guest. By the way, uh, Tanya Richardson, our guest for tonight, who is an intuitive and an author, uh, will also be taking readings later in the program. Not right now. The phone lines are not open yet. But we will open them later, and she will take your calls and do readings. And the number, if you want to write it down, is 844-687-7669. So uh, I'll let you know when we open those phone lines. It'll probably be as we start the second hour of the program. So we'll go to break now. We'll get uh, Tanya on the phone, and we'll begin our conversation on the other side of the break. It's Beyond Reality Radio. Please support the program. Go to patreon.com slash johaw. That's J-O-H-A-W. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. We've got a very interesting discussion uh, on tap for tonight. Uh, Frequently... Maybe not frequently enough, though. We talk about angels on the program. And every time we do, we get a great response from our listening audience. We get a lot of emails, a lot of phone calls, um, comments on our social media, all of the above, because people are fascinated by this topic. And not only are they fascinated by it, but many people have experienced it. In one form or another, they have had an angel, or they suspect they've had an angel touch their lives. And our guest tonight, Tanya Carol Richardson, has written about this. Her most recent book is called Angel Intuition, A Psychic's Guide to the Language of Angels. Her website is tanyarichardson.com, and we're very, very pleased to have Tanya on the program. Welcome to Beyond Reality Radio. Thank you so much for having me. So, um, you know, we've got a lot to cover tonight, and you're going to do readings later in the program as well. Um but first thing I want to do is kind of get a sense of how your sensitivities and your your intuition all developed for you. When did you first notice this about yourself? I first noticed this when I was around middle school age, so 12 or 13. And it's kind of an interesting story that I've shared in my first book, Angel, Intu- in- Angel Insights. Pardon me. The most recent book is Angel Intuition. But I was watching a documentary about psychics with my brother, and I think it was just something that was on the local PBS station. And it was an institute where they were testing people for their psychic ability. And for some reason, this just absolutely fascinated me, even though I had never heard about psychics, no one had ever talked to me about intuition. Sometimes I think when something is important to your soul, there's that real excitement or that that intense interest or focus as a child before you even know that this is going to be part of your life. So I became so fascinated by this documentary that when it ended, I told my brother, I said, we've got to come up with tests to see if we're psychic. (laughs) We've got to come up with some tests for each other. And so my brother had some flashcards that I think he had for school. He was in elementary school at the time, and they they were primary colors, so he had flashcards that were blue, red, yellow, and green, and they were kind of glossy. And my brother came up with a game. He said, let me 
you know, I'm going to turn my back, you close your eyes, and I'll pick a card that has a color, and you tell me what color it was. Well, every time he would pick a card, I would see the color in my mind that was the correct color he was holding. So I would say yellow. He had the yellow card. So it became uncanny how many times I got it right. And we've been playing this game for about 45 minutes. And he said, okay, what, what, colors am I, what color am I holding now? And I said, gosh, I don't know. I'm getting two different colors in my mind. He said, well, try, think, what, what is it? And I said, you know, I think I'm getting tired. I don't want to play this anymore. And he said, well, what are the two colors you have in your mind? And I said, yellow and green. And he said, that's because I'm holding yellow and green. <laughs> oh, wow. So that was the first time I'd ever played around with it a bit. And of course, my brother, I tried the game with him and he couldn't guess a color to save his life, bless his heart. <laughs> um, now he's a, a wonderful athlete. He's an amazing nurturer and caregiver. So he has his own talents and gifts as we all do. But that was the first time I got an inkling of, hmm, maybe I'm a little bit good at this. So, um, you know, that's a standard test that uh, scientists will actually use a similar test to determine if uh, someone has some type of sensitivity or psychic ability. Um, That doesn't necessarily connect us to angels. So where did the angel part come in? That's interesting because I was somebody who I was raised by someone who was agnostic, so I wasn't ever taken to church really or introduced to any form of organized religion or organized spirituality, but I was always very spiritual as a child, so I would, um, I created my own altar at home that I would pray at, and you know, then I got into Wicca when I was in high school, and then as I got older, I got into Buddhism, I studied the Kabbalah, so I was kind of one of those spiritual seekers that. I had, it was, you know, maybe good that I didn't have any one tradition I was raised in because I was very open and I was always curious about everything. And funnily enough, angels were something that never really attracted me. You know, I thought, oh, that's probably something in the Bible that's a metaphor. You know, there aren't really creatures that have wings. This is just probably some beautiful metaphor in the Bible for something else. And I I just couldn't imagine that that was real. And then I started reading a little bit up about angels, and one day I actually saw one in my room. Uh, and seeing is definitely believing. So once I actually saw an angel, that changed everything for me because I saw the wings, I saw the feathers. And when I see, I have the clairvoyant psychic pathway there. Your readers might, or your listeners might be already familiar with the four clairs, the four main psychic pathways. And I use all of those in my readings with clients. But clairvoyance usually presents itself where you're getting images in your mind, like I was seeing the color that my brother was holding the card. So the image is usually just contained in your mind, and it's your intuition sending you information as an image. So normally it doesn't appear outside of you. So it wasn't a clairvoyant image I was seeing in my mind. I was actually physically seeing an angel in my bedroom. (laughs) So that was, that's the only time I've ever seen an angel that way physically materialize in front of me. But it was a very powerful moment. And I think the reason that it happened was so the angels could show me that this is really real. And I just had that kind of seeing as believing. It was a very powerful experience. I have so many questions about this. Um, you described an angel with wings and feathers. Uh, a lot of people who have encounters with what they believe to be angels don't see that. They see somebody who's actually very much in human form. 
um, right. that may disappear or, or, or something else happens that gives them a clue as to what just happened to them. Yeah, often what happens is when people encounter an angel, they, they temporarily take on human form and say, you know, someone, you know, they're, they're stranded at the side of the road, someone stops and helps them, and then they turn around and the person's gone, and there's n- not even any tire tracks in the snow type of thing. Or some, you know, some nurse, very helpful nurse at a hospital will come in and sit with them while they're up all night and they're worried about their operation. The next morning, they'll say to the doctor, hey, I just want to, you know, think that nurse that stayed up with me all night. She she really made me feel better, and they'll say there's no, there was no night nurse here. <laughs> right. So then they get the the realization, oh my gosh, maybe that was actually an angel taking on human form, which they can do. What I saw was different, and people do, you know, definitely have seen this. It was the traditional form of an angel where there were enormous, huge feather wings. Um, I mean, just hundreds of feathers in these wings, and no question that they were feathers. They were wings, and it was really shocking to me because it was such a traditional form of an angel and someone who wasn't at that time really a believer, it really knocked my socks off. Do you, um, first of all, remind me, I think you said it, but I didn't catch it. How long ago was was it that this happened to you, that you had the vision of the angel? Gosh, I... I, I, this was roughly 15 years ago, so it was it was a while ago. All right, and can you describe? You said it was in your bedroom, I think. Tell, were you like going to sleep? Were you waking up? Uh, what no, was it happening? Was actually, it's interesting because I've gotten more information about who this angel was, or, or or why this happened to me, or what was going on. And at the time, I was actually sitting at my desk that I had in my bedroom at the time, and I was writing. And I've always been a writer, and I was working on some project that was about spirituality, mindfulness just something I was working on for myself. And, you know, people who are writers or artists, or if you're doing anything you love, you kind of get in the zone. You're playing sports, you're cooking, and, you know, the world fades away, and you're just in the zone enjoying what you're doing. So I was very much in the zone writing, and I had a really big mirror behind my desk. So if I, you know, in front of my desk, so if I looked up into the mirror from where I was sitting, I could basically see behind me in the room, you know, so I could see the doorway if anyone came in the room. And I glanced up at the mirror, and right when I glanced up, I saw this angel, (laughs) huge angel, um, and it was translucent. So while I could make out all the features of this incredible entity, it was translucent as if I didn't do this, but I imagine if I would have put my hand out, it's almost as if my hand could have passed through this translucent entity. So there were colors, there were shapes, everything was very clear, and I think the reason it had that translucent um, essence to it is because Earth is a place of very dense physical matter, and where the angels exist, heaven is not a place of very dense physical matter. So I think that's why it had that translucent element. And as soon as I saw it, I just went, it was like a deer seeing something in the woods. I just went stock still. It was a completely primal reaction. I just froze. (laughs) And my heart started racing. I was terrified. Partly I was terrified because normally you don't just look up into a mirror and see an angel behind you. Second of all, I think the I sense the amazing power coming off of this creature. It was palpable and it was real and it was intimidating. A lot of power coming off of this creature. So I I just absolutely froze like an animal and I watched as the angel just floated slowly past the mirror out of my view. I waited a few seconds, I turned around and there was nothing there and 
it blew my mind. Wow. <laughs> we've, we've got about a minute here before we have to go to break. Um, is it, was there something special about you that made this angel appear to you, or is this really something within anyone's grasp? I think the reason it happened to me, I don't, people who are believers out there and love angels, if this doesn't happen to you, it doesn't mean the angels don't love you and you shouldn't be a believer. I think the reason it happened to me is because I believe it's part of my life path to work with angels, and I think the angels needed me to know in a very powerful way that they're real. And if someone else was um, asking for an angel to appear, say, uh, needed help specifically, and I know we're going to get into this in more detail, we only have a few seconds here, but is that something that's possible for people? Yes, it's possible. I think angels appear to you and help you in the way that best serves you, so try not to get attached to outcome with it. What does that mean? Attaching to outcome is where you say, I really want to see an angel. I hope it appears just like Tanya's angel did. I want it to appear tomorrow. <laughs> you know, it. Spirit yeah. doesn't work that way. Spirit works better when we say, I need some angelic help in my life. I need that presence. Show up. Be there any way that best serves me. Her website is her name, TanyaRichardson.com. Her most recent book, released in December, is called Angel Intuition, A Psychic's Guide to the Language of Angels. And uh, Tanya, again, going back to your experience with seeing the angel, and my question about some angels appear in just normal human form, you wouldn't be able to tell they were necessarily angels until something gives you a clue after the fact, generally. Um, do you think there's something something to the idea that people will see these beings in the form that they expect to see them in? It's interesting. I think that I, I, I do think that that could be possible. However, I certainly did not expect to see the angel in the form I expected. <laughs> I saw it in. Yeah. It wasn't actually until after, because again, I wasn't relate. I wasn't raised with a lot of religious, uh, you know, background in my life. So sometimes when people have been, they, they get a pretty clear image of what an angel traditionally looks like, let's say from the Christian perspective or something. It's got the wings, it's got the feathers, there's a white robe it's wearing, there's a golden belt. All these things that I hadn't been conditioned to expect were what I saw. So I think that's true. It could appear in the way that you expect, or sometimes it, it might really shock you the way it appears. Well, I think there's there's um, a, a point to, make, to be made, however, that it, if, if probably for the least religious among us, if you say, what does an angel look like? That's the picture they're going to paint for you is the wings. The robes, you know, that that's that's kind of the stereotypical angel. Um, so I'm just curious if, you know, if because you weren't religious, that's you know, that would be the, the, the vision you would have of an angel. Therefore, that's how it appeared to you. Um, I'm I all I can tell you is what I saw and right. that it didn't make that as much sense to me until I started to look up uh, details about what people typically describe or typically think angels look like. Cause I wasn't even, even if that's a huge cultural thing, it wasn't as predominant in my mind or I wasn't as aware of it, if that makes sense. So um, you touched on this idea a few minutes ago as well. Um, you talk about being clairaudient and clairvoyant. You talk about the four clairs. What are the four clairs and how are they important in this discussion? 
Yeah, the four clairs, they're part of the language of angels, of the way angels speak to us. There are, I also have in the book the many magical ways that angels talk to us that don't have anything to do with the four clairs. So as I describe these, if you're thinking, hmm, I don't know if I have these psychic pathways open right now, there's still many ways that angels send you messages that have nothing to do with this. However, as a lot of people who read the book Angel Intuition told me that, you know, Tanya, as I read the book, I realized that I've been having a lot of psychic and intuitive experiences my whole life and not realizing that that's what was happening. So you might have been getting some information from these four main psychic pathways off and on your whole life and not realizing it. So the four clairs are, again, those four main psychic pathways that many psychics use to get information. The most common one is clairsentience. So people who describe themselves as empaths or highly sensitive people will naturally be very strong with this. It's the most common of the clairs, so it's probably one that everybody out there has experienced to some degree. This is where you get intuitive information as a feeling. So you get a gut instinct about something, or you meet someone and you just have a warm, good feeling about them, or you walk into a house that you're thinking of buying and you just get the feeling, I don't think this is the right house for us. It can sometimes present itself physically. You might get chills when someone says something that really resonates with you. You might get goosebumps that kind of stuff. That's the clairsentience. There's another one that is more common than the last two I'm going to describe. It's not as common as clairsentience, um, but it's more common. It's called claircognizance. So this is the intellectual psychic pathway. This is where we get aha ideas, breakthrough ideas, and really when your claircognizance is open, you're getting big downloads from heaven that kind of come in instantly. So it's like, I kind of know everything about you and your family history. It just hit me. A bunch of information came in instantly as if you're getting a download to your computer, although it happens very quickly where sometimes your computer will take a while to get the download. But really, when sometimes when you have a breakthrough thought or I know exactly how I should handle this. This thought just came into my mind. I know exactly what I should say to my boss about my raise. I, I know exactly where we should go to dinner tonight. I just had this brilliant idea. We should go to this new place I just heard about. It just popped into my mind. So many times that will actually be your intuition giving you guidance. So pay attention to those breakthrough kind of aha thoughts you get. Now, the next Claire is clairvoyance. And it's interesting, a lot of people will misunderstand this and say, oh, someone's a clairvoyant, she's a clairvoyant. And they're really using it for a term for being very intuitive or psychic. Really, clairvoyance is just one of the main psychic pathways, and that's all about getting guidance through images or pictures. As I described before, usually these are images or pictures that appear in your mind, and often they can be a metaphor. So sometimes it'll be very clear, where did I leave my wallet? Oh, I just got an image of under the car seat on the passenger side. That's where my wallet is. So sometimes it will be straightforward like that. Sometimes it will be a metaphor. You might have a business partner you're thinking of getting into business with, and you get an image of this person with their ear to the ground, and it's the angels telling you, oh, they've really got their finger on the pulse. They're listening to things in your industry. They've got their ear to the ground. They know what's happening in your industry. It's a good person to partner with. And then the last Claire is probably one of the more rare ones, although, you know, many people have it, and sometimes you can just play around with the other Claire's 
stores and eventually open it up, and that's clear audience. So that's where you actually hear a voice in your mind giving you information. This person's 43. This person's from California. This person was divorced. Um, and, and, and whole phrases coming in, whole, whole sentences of information that come in. So the voice doesn't sound scary at all. It has the same kind of even tone, no matter what angel or ascended master or spirit guide is giving you the information. It's a very gentle, calm voice. The only time that the voice would change is, say, you're about to get hit by a bus and it screams, look out. (laughs) And so sometimes people who don't have typically clear audience experiences will have a couple of one-off clear audience experiences like that over their lifetime where they'll hear their name called or they might be stepping out into traffic and they will hear look out. And it's always important to note, I think, that this clear audience where you're hearing the voices is not the same as people who might have a mental health issue or hearing voices or people who have severe vitamin and mineral deficiencies or severe hormone balances will sometimes hear voices. It's it's something different. It's never menacing or scary. It's a very calm, comforting voice. I need some help with the one, I think it was clear uh, voyance that you said uh, uh, an image can pop in where you lost your keys or something like that. I've lost, I've lost <laughs> a good right. pair of sunglasses and a jacket that I've been searching for for a week now. So I'm hoping that pops into <laughs> right. my head. You need to open up the clairvoyance. I need, I need that. So um, one of the things you talk about um, is when you do readings of spirit guides, uh, what's the difference between spirit guides and angels as we're talking about them tonight? Yeah, the conventional thinking here, and, and I always say I'm I'm just a product of my environment, everything I've studied, what I hear from the angels, but the conventional wisdom is that spirit guides are people who were once human, passed over to heaven, and have now decided to be a guide for other people on earth. So sometimes you might feel like, you know, your grandmother passed over and people will say, oh, I think she's one of my guardian angels now. I think what's really happening is grandma is acting as part of your spiritual guidance squad in concert with your guardian angels. And she's probably now chosen to be a spirit guide to the family members that are left behind here. So the difference is that when I ask the angels, what is their connection to humans? um, They've told me that they have it's like humans and angels have a different DNA, basically. There's, they're almost cousins, so we're similar. There's a lot of similarities between humans and angels, but there's definitely differences, and we are two different you know, species, for lack of a better word, although they described us more like cousins. And, of course, the main difference being that angels... Uh, seem to be able to have these passports where they can kind of travel between heaven and earth and pop in and out of these dimensions, whereas, you know, as humans, we are mainly just hardwired into the earth dimension. Um, When we talk about um, spirit guides and angels communicating through you or directly to somebody, um, does that come in the form of of these four clairs that you were talking about? It does with me. That's what I use in my sessions with clients. It can with the the people listening to this show. There are also many other ways that spirit, whether it's an ascended master or a spirit guide or an angel or your higher self, will communicate with you through your intuition. You might have dreams. 
you know, where you get some, sometimes you can have intuitive dreams where you get amazing information in your dreams, like the name of a supplement you never heard of, and then you look it up online the next day and say, man, you know, that's something I might need to take, or I, I got the dream, a name of a book in my dream. Um, you might get a date in a dream or something like that. You might actually, you know, a date on the calendar that becomes important. You might have an angel or someone who's passed over visit you in a dream and, and tell you some important information. So you can get information through dreams. One of my favorite ways to tell people to look for guidance from from spirit and the angels is through synchronicities. So synchronicities, as defined by Carl Jung, the famous psychologist and author, are meaningful coincidences. So these are the things that these signs that come to us throughout the day, and they come to us very often, that are not just a coincidence, they're a meaningful coincidence. So it might be that you suddenly, you know, can't get this friend, this old college friend of yours off your mind for a couple of days, and then you, you give them a call and you find out, oh, they just lost their job, you know, and they actually needed somebody to talk to, or they needed to hear an old friendly voice. And okay, so it wasn't just it wasn't just a coincidence I was thinking of this person. Or you might be thinking of an issue you're having in your life and wondering, you know, how can I, how can I solve this health issue or this finance issue? Or I'm working on my inner child and healing some childhood wounds. And suddenly a friend recommends to you this great book that's exactly about what you've been thinking about, but you didn't even share with your friend that you were wondering about this. This information just came to you as a synchronicity. So, and there's some ways that you can kind of discern, is something really a synchronicity or is it just wishful thinking? I have been told by the angels that most humans miss about 80% of the guidance they send. <laughs> so I think we're getting a lot more guidance every day than we realize, A, so know that. But B, I think one of the ways that you know that something really was a synchronicity or a sign from your angels is it keeps popping up in your mind. You know, sometimes at the end of the day, it's the most important things that just stick in our mind. And it's like, man, you know, those... That, that thing that my friend said really resonated with me or that thing I even overheard at the grocery store really seemed like it was a sign for me. Sometimes the, the, when it actually happens, the, the, the moment will feel very heavy with meaning. Time will kind of slow. You might, you know, the energy will feel heavy. You might even get some of those clear sentient physical feelings where you get chills or, or something like that. So, you know, I think your own intuitive system lets you know when information is important. But I think we miss a lot of it. So just kind of be on the lookout. The more present you can be in the moment, the more mindful you can be every day, the more that you will get that guidance that spirit is sending. We're talking tonight with Tanya Richardson, intuitive and author. Uh, visit her website at tanyarichardson.com. Are angels um, ascended human souls or are they a completely different being altogether? Yeah, they, I think we touched on this a little bit before, and I'm glad you want to clarify. And I just want to clarify my name. I usually go by is Tanya Carol Richardson. So if people Google me, I just want to let them know that Carol's in the middle, C-A-R-R-O-L-L. -L. That's my Irish <laughs> side of my family. So it's Tanya Carol Richardson. But, um, yes, I think that the what I have been told by the angels is that we are different. You know, so there's this there's this difference between humans and angels where in on some kind of soul DNA level, some kind of almost species level, there's a difference. So it doesn't seem to me from what I've been told that by the angels that human souls then go on to become angels. It's been told to me it's a bit apples and oranges. That's where humans go on to become spirit guides. Um, you know, there there's 
but I do think that we all have to surrender to the mystery of faith here, and I do not pretend to have all the answers to anything. I just go by what I have studied, being a mystic scholar like many other people, and what I have heard from the angels directly. But there are those wonderful movies, like the Vem, Vem, Vem Vendors movie, the you know the Sky Over Berlin, where you know artists will imagine that angels want to come down and be human, or vice versa. So I think I'm very open to whatever the truth of it is. But as as my understanding right now, that is my understanding of it at this moment. So it wouldn't be the case that a, a human soul after somebody passed would ascend to wherever that spiritual plane is, um, and then whoever the divine being is would make them an angel and make that transition for them, and as you say, a DNA difference there. But, but... Well, yeah, it's interesting, and what the angels are highlighting for me as you ask that question is that there's an assumption there that being an angel is better, and I think this is really interesting to bring up. The angels have told me, and I tell clients and people that read my books, humans are incredibly powerful spiritual beings. So part of the reason that angels have devoted their entire existence to helping us navigate our lives on Earth, there's there's no coincidence there, <laughs> and they're not slumming it. They're doing it because they have a huge amount of respect for us, because we are just as powerful spiritual beings as angels. We're just simply different, having a different experience in a different dimension. So it's not that we somehow opt out of finally being a human or a human spirit, and we get to be an angel, and we get to be better. We've earned our wings, you know, as they say with Clarence Oddbody in the It's a Wonderful Life movie. It's more that we are partners with the angels, and they feel incredibly honored honored to be helping us on this journey, recognizing that like them, we too are powerful spiritual beings. I just have to say, that's one of my favorite movies of all time. It's a wonderful <laughs> life. I watch it many, many times during the Christmas even season, and sometimes I pull it out uh, during uh, non-Christmas times as well. It's very inspiring, isn't it? Don't you think so? It's so inspiring, and it's really interesting movie because you might know this about the movie, but it was not at all popular when it first came out. It was considered right. a big bust. So it was only over time that people saw the magic and beauty of this movie, and it, it got a cult following, and then it just became an American institution that almost everyone knows and loves. Yeah, I have to say it's my favorite holiday movie, without question. Um, okay, so we're going to go to break here, and when we come back, we will uh, take your phone calls at 844-687-7669. We're going to open up the phone lines if you'd like to get a reading or ask a question about angels with our guest, Tanya Carol Richardson. Her book is called Angel Intuition, A Psychic's Guide to the Language of Angels. If you go to her website, Tanya Richardson dot com you'll see some of her other work as well have you found the noodle shark yet to save money it's on facebook the noodle shark our guest tonight tanya carol richardson author and intuitive her book is called angel intuition a psychic's guide to the language of angels her website is her name tanya richardson.com we're going to bring her back into the program in just a moment uh coming up on the show tomorrow night bruce uh, dr bruce solheim has been with us before he'll be back He's a distinguished professor of history, an author, and a psychic medium. He's going to be talking about his new book, which is called Timeless Deja Vu, A Paranormal Personal History. And in the book, he talks about 31 uh, different paranormal experiences that he's had since he wrote his last book, which also had a bunch of paranormal experiences in it. Uh, he is one of these people referred to as a paranormal magnet or maybe a lightning rod, whichever. But either way, a lot of stuff happens to him, and it's very interesting. He'll be on the show tomorrow night. Uh, Friday night is a best-of program, as it is every Friday. 
And then Monday, we've got David Kane. This is going to be a particularly uh, special program. If you remember a guest we had on a week ago, maybe it was two weeks ago now, uh, Joe McQuillan, who wrote a book called Searching for Christopher on the Other Side, which was about his effort to contact his son who tragically passed away a few years ago. And he was successful. And during that uh, interview and that discussion, we had a phone caller who asked our guest, Joe McQuillan, if he had spoken to or had knowledge of the story of David Cain. Um, and I believe Joe said he did know who David Cain was. Well, David Cain is the father of a son who passed away in the uh, nightclub fire in Rhode Island. Remember the one that the great, uh, the band Great Rock or <laughs> Great White was playing at and their pyrotechnic um, display caught on caught the club on fire and people couldn't get out. They couldn't get out of the place and it was very tragic and many many people lost their lives. And David Kane's son is one of those people, and he's written a book called Signs from My Son. And we're going to talk about uh, that. It's probably going to be very emotional, um, as it was with Joe McQuillan. But it was a great discussion. And it actually ended up being very, very inspiring. And I suspect that our conversation with David Kane will uh, end up the same way. And then Tuesday of next week, we have Lyle Blackburn joining us. Lyle is a well-known paranormal researcher, particularly when it comes to cryptids. We're going to be talking about uh, Bigfoot just general cryptid sightings that have been coming up around the world, and his new book that's called Momo, The Strange Case of the Missouri Monster. That's due, that, or that was released on, on March 5th, and he'll be with us Tuesday night. We've got uh, full phone lines here, but we are taking phone calls uh, for readings with our guest, Tanya Carroll Richardson, at 844-687-7669. Tanya, before we start jumping into some of these phone calls, what made you write this book and the book that preceded it um, about angels? Yeah, in the first book, Angel Insights, I just wanted to teach people about angels, who angels are, what type of angels there are. I, I really concentrated on three types of angels, guardian angels, archangels, and helper angels, who are kind of like freelance angels that you can hire to help you. And I wanted to just demystify the whole angel thing and teach people about angels, make them more comfortable with it, and answer some questions about angels. In the second book, Angel Intuition, I I do give a lot of angel information that wasn't in the first book, so it's more angel information. But I also really wanted to teach people about their sixth sense and how to connect with their intuition and understand it in more powerful ways. So this was my way to kind of show you how I use my intuition in sessions with clients, and I wanted to teach you about the nuts and bolts of your intuition, how you can get angelic guidance, where you fall right now on the intuition spectrum, and how you can dramatically increase your spot on that spectrum and increase your own natural intuition. So if we start taking phone calls for readings, um, what do you need from people? Well, you know, I didn't know we were going to be doing readings. Oh, so I'm sorry. It's, it's, it says it says in the uh, in the notes that we have here that you were going to do readings. Uh, yeah, that's fine. That's okay. absolutely fine. Um, I think, you know, the best thing to do uh, is just let people call and we'll start talking and I'll give them whatever information I'm able to give them. Okay. All right. That's perfect. All right. Let's take a, a call right now. This is Mary calling from Denver in Colorado. Hi, uh, Mary. Welcome to the program. You're on well, with Tanya. Thank you Ta for taking my call. Sure. You're on with Tanya. Um, I've had a really tough year, Tanya. My okay, I'm sorry. Uh, my husband died. He was in hospice here at the house about um, eight months ago. Okay. And he had a little kitten at that time. And um, even though I couldn't see them, uh, you know, I'd be, uh, you know, 
walking somewhere and my cat would look behind me and freak out. You know, she'd get her back up and, you know, hiss and everything, you know, and, and she'd do that, you know, two or three times, you know, and that was like when my husband was getting ready to pass. And, uh, you know, and that was, you know, I, I you know, kind of was comforted by that in a way. And, um, and But then a few months after that, you know, um, like in the night, my cat would, would uh, <laughs> you know, start <clears throat> acting out, you know, in the dark or something and wake me up, you know. And it would be a little scary or something. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then my son got really, really sick, and he almost died. He's my only child. Okay. He's my only family. And so that was really freaky for me. And then he's much better now, you know. Um You know, and I think this has been hard, Mary. I'm just hearing it's been it's been such a shock to your system, and then you had the compounded thing of having your son, you know, go through something. So that was triggering again. So I think just even your nervous system, your adrenals, you've been under extra stress. So I think right one thing that I'm hearing would be really good is to try and find some ways to just calm down your nervous system. You know, because you've you've been through so much, and sometimes our nervous system, especially if you're one of those highly sensitive, empathic people who feels a lot, you know, really connects with spirit, you're picking up on things all the time. So I think a lot of what's going to be happening now is about soothing and and calming yourself down any way you can on a regular basis, even if it's just from um, having your regular routine, You, you know, things that are very soothing and calming, avoid any unnecessary drama that you can. And I see, you know, as you start to do that, and you start to kind of get your center back and feeling more calm and grounded, I have a feeling that you're going to get a lot of great insights, um, not just from your husband on the other side, but just great insights about your life and next steps going forward. I feel like that's something you're trying to navigate as well. So I think the more you can calm down and find your center again, a lot of things will become clear to you that you're having questions about right now. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, I'd... uh... You know, I, I almost feel like they're trying to tell me something, and, you know, I'm just, like, too stupid to pick up on it. You know? <laughs> I don't think you're too stupid. You know, what what I think um, is going to happen is that clear cognizant psychic pathway that we were talking about before, where you get those intellectual downloads. Um, right now, I think it's a, it's just about healing you know, and getting yourself to a place where you're feeling calm and peaceful and the adrenals and the nervous system have calmed down. And then that claircognizant psychic pathway is going to open up and you're going to get some really brilliant thoughts about next steps because it does feel like there is kind of a new chapter of your life coming up and you're wondering what that's going to look like. Now, have you been having dreams that have felt intuitive lately? Um, no, but... Um... I did dream of angels one night, though, and um, they were like the most beautiful, you know, creatures I'd ever seen in my life. Okay, because you know, so I wondered if I, that, I heard like, dreams, so I wondered if you had had some important or significant dreams. Um, I think the good information I'm getting is that there, there's a lot of great things ahead for you, so I think that's one of the hard things you're dealing with right now is you've gone through such a terrible loss that there's almost a feeling of, you know, what's the next shoe going to drop? Is, is something going to happen to my son? Is there So instead of looking at the future that way, which would be very normal because you're dealing with real grief and a PTSD from having lost someone very close to you, that was a big part of your life and occupied a lot of space, you know. So now I see that 
there's going to be an open space, but some some wonderful things are going to come and fill that space. So I think it's also getting curious and excited about what the next chapter will hold, because I think it will hold really neat stuff for you. Mary, thank you so much for the phone call. And uh, that brings me to a question, uh, Tanya. Can Would angels, in addition to giving us answers and uh, help and guidance, do they also are they also harbingers of maybe bad news? Well, I would say warnings. You know, angels definitely do try and warn us, and sometimes, sometimes they really, sometimes there are things that maybe on our life path challenges that we kind of have to go through, or we have to learn something the hard way. But sometimes angels can soften the blow, or even help us avoid kind of those, you know, littler things that we would love to avoid. So yes, sometimes they can send us warnings, and if you don't listen to it, the good news is is that sometimes when you do get a warning, whether it's from your own intuitive system or a dream or sometimes a friend, you know, angels love to speak to us through friends and family. So sometimes a friend will say something very prescient to you. You won't realize it in the moment till two days later when you're like, oh my God, that comment my friend made was warning me about exactly this. If I had realized that was angelic guidance, I would have done, I wouldn't have done this. So the good news is, is if you, if you miss it and you think, gosh, I got a warning I didn't pay attention to, it's, it's just a wonderful reminder to pay more attention because they will send you warnings. All right, let's take another listener call before we have to go to break here. This is Brian in Missouri. Brian, welcome to the program. Hello, how are you? Brian, I have to ask you, are you familiar with Momo, the strange case of the Missouri monster? I've heard a lot about it, but have I haven't you? seen him yet. <laughs> okay, well, we're going to talk about that Tuesday night. You're on with Tanya. Go ahead. Hello there. Um, I have a lot going on in my life right now, and I'm really not sure if I should ask anything specific and maybe just see what you have to tell me and see if that opens some doors for me. Um, well, it's, it feels like there's a lot of confusion energy and like there's a, there's a lot coming at you. It feels to me one thing, and your name is Brian, is that correct? It, well, without the B, Ryan. Oh, Ryan. I'm sorry. Thank you, Ryan. Yeah. So I think one thing I'm hearing from my angels is kind of pick one thing at a time or try and make decisions about one thing at a time, and then that will make things clearer or easier. Is there something going on with your job or your career right now, Ryan? Um, I travel a lot. Okay. A lot, yeah. Right, so is that is is that part of, is that something that's adding to the confusion, or it feels like you're having trouble making, making some decisions, maybe because there's so many options or so many decisions coming up to be made, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, there's, um, I've been in a lot of different places, and I could live in a few different places. There's relationship issues, and I just want to be able to to settle down sometime, and I'm not sure where or when or how. Yeah, it feels like to me, Ryan, it's really good for you to talk things through with someone. You know, it's funny, I think you have a lot of answers inside of you, but it helps you to talk it through, (laughs) you know, with a good friend or um, uh, someone objective, that someone that knows you well. Do you have someone good like that that you can talk things through with? Um. Not really. <laughs> okay. That might be part of the problem because I have a feeling that that's kind of how you uh, you process things, you know, the angels are saying. So it might be even that if you, especially with the relationship issues, you know, it might even be that you temporarily go and see a therapist or a counselor because it's a way for you to process and talk things through. And then you can kind of come to some of your own aha ideas or kind of figure out how you're really feeling about things. So I think it's about finding someone that you can talk to and confide in. That feels really important. Okay. 
Uh, we're in the middle of taking your phone calls. Uh, Tanya, we're going to try to squeeze one in here before we have to take our next break. This is, let's see, Joe in Pennsylvania. Hi, Joe. Welcome to the program. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Um, actually, on my way home from work, I got a two-hour drive. Uh, well, thanks for I listening. Actually said, I actually said a prayer that I'm supposed to be on the, for an angel to help me, and the phone rang all of a sudden. <laughs> Great. Um, yeah, kind of bizarre. I've been uh, going through a lot in life probably the last 11 years. Just recently lost my home. Um, and actually growing up, used to have a lot of religious dreams. It just seems like all that left in my life. Um, I want to see if you pick anything up or anything you're getting. About religious dreams? I'm sorry, Joe, I'm not unsure what your question is. Um to see if you, if you see anything or feel anything about about me or my future, really. Yeah, I feel, you know, it's it's interesting, Joe. I hope it's okay to be this intimate, you know, on the radio, but it feels like you're feeling lost is what I'm hearing. Um, so I think anchoring into the angels and to your spirituality is good. And actually I'm hearing even um, hiring a helper angel. Um, I think part of what I'm hearing is getting your finances in order. And this is a good opportunity for me to tell all the listeners, I don't think that angels are ever a substitute for human help, you know. So I think if you're sick, go to a doctor. If you have financial issues, you might need to talk to a financial planner or your banker. But you can also, in addition to that, um, hire a helper angel to to help you sort things out. So I feel like, you know, connecting with your guardian angels, hiring a helper angel will help you not feel so lost. And then it feels like you are needing to get some of your financial things in order. Um, and it might be that some of it you just don't understand, or I'm seeing some paperwork or something with the home, something needs to be gotten in order. Does that make sense at all, Joe? Oh, very much so. Okay. So, um, so I think it's a matter of, you know, and I also feel like this can feel very overwhelming for you right now, probably because you are feeling lost and there's some stress around this. So the angels are saying it's about taking small action steps that feel doable in the moment, because if you try and take too big of an action step, it will, it will be overwhelming, you know, and then you end up won't do, you, you'll end up not doing anything, <laughs> you know. So I think that's and also a good reminder for happens, listeners. That happens all the time to me. I always try to take on too much. Right. And, and you know, you're a sensitive, you know, you're a highly sensitive person. You know, you pick up on a lot. You feel a lot. So remembering that and saying, you know, hey, I've, I've got to be gentle with myself here. Pick a small, doable action step. And, you know, I think the changes you want to make can happen one step at a time, one day at a time. And just don't overwhelm yourself with doing too much too fast because that will just shut your system down. Thank and you. And I think... Yeah. yeah, connecting with the angels will help with that feeling of being lost because you you really aren't lost. I always tell people our soul has a GPS system, Joe. So even if we think, oh, I made a mistake or I made a wrong turn here, really your destiny and your soul is like a GPS. It's always course correcting. So there's always a next step or a next right turn or a next way to get back on the path. Thanks for the phone call, Joe. Sorry, we gotta we got to jump to break here. We'll be right back. Please support the program. Go to patreon.com slash Joe Haw. That's J-O-H-A-W.
guest tonight, Tanya Carol Richardson. Visit her website. It's tanyarichardson.com. Her newest book is called Angel Intuition, A Psychic's Guide to the Language of Angels. She's got several other books to her credit as well you're going to want to check out. Tanya, if someone was looking at your books, which of the books do you recommend they start with? I think if you're interested in angels, you can really start with either angel intuition or angel insights. Just discern for yourself, are you more interested in learning just about angels, or are you really wanting to increase your intuition and learn more about your sixth sense? If you're more looking for your intuition and increasing that, go with angel intuition. And then I do have two other interesting books. I have a book called Zen Teen, which is a mindfulness book for teens, which I love and I was really proud of and happy to write. And then I have a grief journal for people who are looking for a place to write down their favorite memories of a loved one who's passed and even connect with the spirit of a loved one who has passed and say things that were left unsaid. And that's called Forever in My Heart. It's a very special book. Before we grab another phone call here, you've talked about archangels, you've talked about guardian angels, and you've talked about helper angels. Are those different degrees or like like, uh, ranks of the angel uh, realm? Yeah, I think with, as far as hierarchies, it's it's not in the sense that we think of hierarchies in a human way, where we kind of put other people above people. Really, the angels think that everyone's powerful, everyone's lovely, everyone's equal. The difference with the archangels, guardian angels are assigned just to you. So they're your private personal angels. They're assigned to you before you're even born. So they're, they're really on your case. They're your go-to angels. Archangels are simply kind of leaders or generals in the angel realm. I wouldn't say they're better. They simply have a larger energetic signature, which allows them to be with infinite numbers of people at once, which is why Archangel Michael, who is almost, I call him the hardest working angel in show business, because everyone loves to call on him, and he loves to be called on, and he can be with anyone who calls on him. It's just because his energetic signature is larger, and he can be with many people at once. All right, let's go to um, Patricia in Las Vegas. Hi, Patricia. Welcome to the program. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. You're on with Tanya. all your other callers that have everything going on, I have nothing going on. I've been, like, in a holding pattern for years, ever since my mother passed away. I just wondered. I'm a good person, and I do good things for people, but I just kind of go on with life doing nothing. (laughs) Well, and I'm sorry, your name is Patricia, is that right? Yes. Okay, well, thank you so much for being brave enough to share that with us, Patricia. I think many people can relate to that, and I I feel that you're looking for a higher purpose, um, you know, something to give your life more meaning, and really I hear that it's also about finding your, your calling, you know, something that you feel like you were born to do and you came here to do and get you excited to get up in the morning, and, you know, you just can't wait to go out and do it. Uh, do you have any ideas already what that would be? Or, or you know, it's interesting. I feel like you have a natural kind of teacher archetype to your soul or guide. And I also see um, children, like the possibility of working or helping children, um, because I do think you have a bit of a healer and helper archetype to you as well. So do you have some already volunteer things, or what are you doing right now, Patricia? I, I am retired. Okay. And ever since my mom passed away, my mom was my life. I took care of her, and then after that, there's just been nothing. 
Right. So I think, you know, taking care of your mother, not just because she was your mother, of course you wanted to take care of her, you loved her, but part of what you enjoyed about that was it was activating your own healer, nurturer archetypes that you're strong in. So I think volunteering comes in incredibly strong for you, especially I see volunteering with children or maybe even animals, but basically people who really need you and need you to show up for them every day. That's going to give you that greater purpose and meaning, and it's going to help you. You're really a giver, Patricia, so you don't have, you know, you need someone who needs you to give to them. That really makes you happy. So that was mom I, I even, for a long I even time. give financially. I mean, I, you know, I really try to help. <laughs> Right. But I think it's, I think that's lovely, Patricia. So you're naturally a giver, but I think you're wanting to give your time and you're missing someone needing you, you know, someone who needs you to show up for them. That's very powerful and it's very healing and wonderful for you. It's a great gift for you to give to others, but the person who needs you is giving the gift back of saying, wow, this person needs me. This, this makes me feel on purpose in life. So I think it's about physically volunteering somewhere. I, that sounds that that sounds good. I I'll have to look into that. Yeah, because I, I am I am all alone, and I thought by now I would you know be with somebody. But right, and I wouldn't I, not, rule that not in well, the cards. <laughs> Well, I wouldn't say that, Patricia, because, you know, the wonderful thing about volunteering is it gets you out in the world. And some people actually do meet romantic partners through volunteer opportunities. They meet other people who are volunteering. So you might look for places where other people your age are volunteering for things, and you never know who you might meet that way. Okay, I'll start checking it out. Thank you. Thank you so much for your advice. No problem. Thank you. Thank you, Patricia, for the phone call. So when... um Somebody like Patricia calls or any of the callers that we've had, what immediately happens to you with your connection to the angels? Well, I start tuning into that person, and it's, it's um, you know, the great thing in a session is when someone books a session with me, I spend about 15 or 20 minutes meditating on them ahead of time. They usually give me a couple of questions. You know, I'm concerned about my finances. I've had this happen with my job. So I sit in meditation, and I really spend some time tuning into them and tuning into their issues. I write down several notes, so I come to the meeting kind of prepped. And when I'm tuning into people on the fly, it's kind of fun, you know, but I'm just quickly tuning into their energy and really just opening up those psychic pathways and seeing, you know, with the clear audience, what am I hearing? What are the thoughts I'm having? What am I feeling? What are any images I'm seeing? So it's, it's just really being open and receiving. All right, let's go to TJ, who's in Rhode Island. TJ is a good friend of the show. Hey, TJ, welcome back. Hey, thank you, as always, for the time, and good evening to you, Tanya. And up front, as JV will attest, I lean materialist skeptic, but open-minded, sort of like the poster in Fox Mulder's office, you know, I want to (laughs) believe. So, getting that out of the way, I'm calling just for anything you get in general. Details are always a plus, although I have made one rather significant decision in my life, and I'll take any judgment or commentary on that. Yeah, so again, it's hard. When I normally do a reading, I have about 20 minutes to tune into you ahead of time, so I don't, I don't have that here. I don't have the issues you wanted me to focus on. So just on the fly, TJ, the first thing that came in really strong to me is you're such a good person. <laughs> you know, I think sometimes you can um, put up walls a little bit with people, as we all can, to protect yourself, or um, you might have a bit of what I call a fairy energy, where you kind of like to hold people at a distance a little bit until you trust them. But you're such a warm, good-hearted, um, loving person that comes in very strong about you immediately. 
Oh, all right. I appreciate that. I mean, that's, that's that's very nice. It's better than Rebecca Foster. I had talked to, but all I got because we got distracted in the conversation was, well, I'm getting right away when you said hello. You've been touched, and I had no idea what that meant after that, and I still don't. <laughs> well, you've got a great sense of humor, but um, you know, so I appreciate your jokes. But but really, I think you're a very kind, sensitive, tender-hearted person, and it's something that you don't always um, open up and show to people. So I feel like that's something you could show to people more, even more immediately. You know, you might hold off and only reserve that for the people that you really trust and that really get close to you. And I feel like that really is one of your greatest character traits, TJ, because it came in immediately with your energy when I got on the phone with you. The energy was just so warm and lovely. So really lead with that. You know, lead with that personality. Lead with your genuineness and your authenticity and that warm, lovely energy that's, you know, you're like a piece of candy that has that gooey, lovely, tender center. So start leading with that in your relationships and um, in your business and um, lead with that. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. Although, for public record and not to offend anybody, I, trust me, I was never an altar boy, so I don't know what she meant, but we want to get that off the books right away. I need to, I need to ask you before we lose you here, TJ, were you the one that brought up David Kane's name when we had Joe McQuillan on the program? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, number 41. So. That's right. I thought so. He's going to be on the program next Monday, Monday night. Oh, well, you've got to tell him. They've got to get an 800 number for uh, his uh, radio station. Otherwise, I've always wanted to call, but I'm a rather cheap, penurious individual, and he's <laughs> losing out on all the joy I bring to you. <laughs> but TJ, thank you so much for the phone call. We always, what a character. Yeah, we always appreciate having TJ on the show. Um, so, you know, in the book, you, you not only talk about angels, but you also talk about, talk about psychics. And I know that uh, one of the, uh, I think it might even be a chapter, in, at least within the chapter, you talk about how to recognize a real psychic and what to look for in a psychic. What are some of those tips? Right, and it's and when I say real, I don't mean to say, you know, one thing I say in the book is I think a lot of people are very skeptical about psychics, intuitives, people that are using their sixth sense in some way to help people. And I think most people genuinely come to this because they want to help people, and they really do have a strong intuition. So I think you know, people are way more skeptical than they need to be. However, I think that just like with any healer or anyone you work with, sometimes it's about finding a fit and finding the right person. So that might be some of what you look for. You look for how you feel around them. Do you feel, you know, warm and open um, and happy around them? Is there a good feeling before and after the reading? Do they leave you with a great feeling? And of course, you're looking for accuracy. You know, nobody bats a thousand, but they need to get enough things right that it impresses you and it keeps you coming back for more. And also, you know, you're, you're looking for people to get to the deeper things. So, yes, I always try in a session to wow people and know, know, their, know, their, you know, know exactly what their birthday was or know exactly what their husband's name or, you know, it's great to get that information in a session because it really impresses people and it can make them feel like you're authentic. But really what you're mining for is the deeper gold. Um, you know what your name is. You know what your age is. <laughs> I'm looking to get to some of your subconscious blocks, your childhood wounds, maybe what you should be looking at in the future in your blind side that you can't see or how you should look at a situation differently or how you can turn something around to work for you. So you're not just looking for someone to be able to tell you stuff you already know. You're looking for someone to tell you stuff you hadn't have thought of. You use the word intuition quite a bit as well. And I know one of the things that the book 
helps uh, because it's in the title, Angel Intuition, is a person to be able to use that intuition and uh, use it for this communication and to, you know, better outcomes for themselves. Uh, how do they do that? What, what types of things can they do to improve their intuition? Well, you know, improving your intuition is one is it's about practice and study. So part of improving your intuition is simply understanding it. And that is part of why I wrote the book. It's kind of a thick book. There's a lot of information in there, although people have told me it's a really clear, easy, quick read, although there's a lot it's packed with info because I really want you to understand how your intuition operates, how you get guidance, where it's coming from, what it looks like, what it feels like, what it sounds like. Um, so that's a big chunk of it is just simply understanding your sixth sense because as we all know, and as I found out in junior high when I watched the documentary on PBS that we talked about in the beginning about the Psychic Institute, no one teaches us in school about our sixth sense, nobody. And most of yeah. our parents don't talk to us about it. So first of all, it's just understanding what's happening because as I said before in the program, many people read this book and say, oh my gosh, Tanya, I've been having intuitive things happen to me my whole life. I just didn't realize that that's what it was. Uh, in fact, in a lot of cases, we're discouraged from using our uh, intuition or our sixth right. sense or whatever it happens to be. And in many cases, right. we're laughed at for it. Right, exactly. So so part of it is also just getting over that stumbling block. I think a lot of people have that intuition is real and you've got it. We've all got it. And then once you can accept that, then you can start to open up those pathways within yourself and you can start to really dramatically improve your own natural intuition. So you have a lot of um, this information also in YouTube videos, I think. Yeah, I do have a YouTube channel. There's a bunch of fun videos you can look at there where I take certain topics and dissect them. And I am planning to get more active on my YouTube channel again. I've been really busy writing books. I'm writing a new book already, and I see clients all week. So I haven't been as attentive of my YouTube channel, but there's a bunch of videos. You can kind of go down the rabbit hole there, and, and they're really fun. And what are you working on next? Next, I'm working on a book, again, for my great publisher, Llewellyn, that I've published both of my other angel books with, and it's about earth angels. So people who are not angels, they're humans, but they are highly sensitive, they're empathic, and they're really here on a mission of service to help. And, and I think we're all here on a mission of service, but there are certain people who really, really uh, get a lot of purpose and joy out of helping other people. Um, they're naturally optimistic. They're very giving. I call them earth angels. So I wanted to write a book for those people to help them navigate their earthly experience. And if uh, we, we had a lot of people that just couldn't get through on the phone lines tonight, unfortunately, just the nature of the way this works. Um, but, you know, many of the people have that would, would have gotten through have similar questions or concerns as to the ones that did get through. If you had to give those folks one piece of advice on how they might be able to open their minds and their ears and their eyes uh, to angel communication to help with some of these problems, what would that be? I think the best thing to do is look for synchronicities. You know, I think that's one of the most powerful things you can do. Look for the signs and synchronicities that show up into your li in your life. So pay attention to what shows up. Pay attention to really important, helpful things that people say. Pay attention to the books other people recommend to you. Pay attention to, you know, really think of yourself as a detective. And, you know, every day when you wake up, you're on a hunt for clues from spirit. And those clues will be there every day. So look at it as an adventure and stay very very present, and you'll get a lot of guidance all throughout the day. 
Well, it's been a great conversation. Again, the book is called Angel Intuition, A Psychic's Guide to the Language of Angels. We do have a link to it in our uh, description, but where else can people find the book? They can find it on Amazon. You can get it at Barnes & Noble, at definitely on barnesandnoble.com. And a lot of great independent bookstores have it. So I was shocked most independent bookstores I've gone into have been carrying it. So, And I think it's great to support your brick-and-mortar bookstores when you can, whether it's a Barnes yeah. & Noble or an independent bookstore down the street. Um, and if that's not available to you, you can always get it on Amazon. Yeah, I think that's important as well. Tanya, thank you so much for being here tonight. Thank you so much for having me. It was really fun. Tomorrow night, uh, Dr. Bruce Solheim is a returning guest with us, distinguished professor of history. He's an author and also a psychic medium. He's got a new book out that's called Timeless Deja Vu, A Paranormal Personal History. He'll be talking about his um, uh, 31 true paranormal experiences of a personal nature, including ghosts and many other things. In fact, he runs the gamut of paranormal experience with the exception of maybe Bigfoot. Then a best of program for Friday night. Monday, David Kane will be here to talk about his uh, tragic loss of his son in the Station Nightclub fire in Rhode Island many, many years ago. It was um, the Great White Concert, I believe, and uh, the pyrotechnics display uh, caught the room on fire and it... Uh, it killed many, many people. And David Kane's son was one of those folks. So we'll be talking with him on Monday night. And then uh, Tuesday, Lyle Blackburn, who is a cryptid researcher, will be with us. So a lot of great programs coming up on Beyond Reality Radio. And uh, we look forward to um, another great week of programs. So we'll see you all tomorrow night. Thanks for being here. Beyond Reality Paranormal is hosted by J.V. Johnson and produced by Orion Palmer and Slick Eddie Edwards. Like us on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please consider supporting the program either through your podcast platform, click on the link in the description, or on Patreon at Joha Productions. If you'd like to be a guest on Beyond Reality Paranormal or you have a recommendation for a guest, contact our producer, Slick Eddie Edwards. Eddie is spelled with a Y at slickeddieedwards at gmail.com.